G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number 89 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you so much for joining in. Another really amazing guest uh, with me today, Saul Bin Jones. Um, a lot of you may have heard of Saul, uh, very well known throughout Australia, but also around the world. Saul uh, delivers and facilitates programs um, to help us basically find out who we really are. Um, you know, underneath um, all the belief systems and so forth that we have, we have some really special, unique gifts. And I guess a lot of us in, uh, in country or rural environments have certainly followed a pathway where we may not have been aligned and just sort of followed that system and got into adult life and really, uh, I suppose, been a little bit uh, unconscious of our, of our potential and, and, and our real truth. And um, Sewell delivers um, programs uh, through, uh, his, well, I suppose his program called X-Men, which is basically helping guys uh, identify, you know, their higher levels of consciousness, but also who they really are. So Sewell learned years ago a, uh, a system called Access Consciousness and Access Bars, which helps us unlock all these sort of hidden gems and unique gifts that we have within ourselves. And we're going to explore a lot uh, about that today. And I think you're, um, you're in for a bit of a, a treat with regards to Saul's wisdom, knowledge and, and so forth about us reaching our full potential and what he can actually do to, to help us facilitate that. So I'm really sure you're going to get a lot from this conversation. I uh, just want to make special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritionals, who provide Awesome green organic superfoods, which are sourced from the best places from around the world. So if you're lacking something in your diet, please check out their website. Purely natural and organic products that aren't synthetic like you buy from normal, traditional uh, supermarkets, shops and so forth. So uh, really, uh, really encourage you to check them out and support them. Greennutritionals.com.au. Also Pure Life Sprouted Bakery, who provide organic sprouted breads available all around the country, much better for our digestion, digestion than traditional breads. So really encourage you to check them out and support them. Uh, their products are really awesome. PureLifeBakery.com.au. Alrighty, sit back, listen. Please share this conversation. Please ask questions after it and connect with Saul if you can. I think you're going to get a lot from this chat. Saul Wynn jones welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Oh, absolute uh, privilege to have you on for a chat, mate. Um, yeah, your work uh, is profound and amazing, and there's probably more people that know about you uh, internationally probably than, than in Australia or in particular rural communities, you know, where most of the people that listen in to this are from, uh, both male and female. And I'm sure by the end of this chat, uh, they'll certainly know a lot of bit about you, um, the programs that you deliver and the amazing amazing work that you do and also some of the lives that you've uh, seen turn around, mate. So uh, I think we'll touch on a lot of that through uh, throughout the chat here. If that's uh, something you'd like to dive into with me and um, and also obviously, you know, what what it is, uh, I, I sort of talked about in the intro about it being an X-Men and, or an X-Man and... You know, being one of these these young fellows coming through the system and really, really, uh, you know, sort of seeing or feeling that you're a little bit different than everyone else, and and why that might be a special gift. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll touch on 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 all that too, mate. I guess, but really, Saul, I really would love to hear a bit about your own journey. You know, where you were raised and born, and 
your upbringing and, and, and sort of how life sort of took you into your 10 years and, and obviously to where you are now, which is a, a fairly long conversation, but we'll try and uh, short that out a little bit if we can. But, mate, I'd love to hear where you were from and, 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 and sort of how life's evolved for you uh, up until now. Sure thing, yeah. So um, I was born in a, a tiny... Um, well, I was born in an old hay shed, actually, in Kalain Valley, Bellingen, which is north coast New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when I was a when I was a baby, my mum told me stories of you know waking up and finding snakes under my pillow and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. it was very much kind of you know uh, sort of rough living as as growing growing up. But um. Mm. We, it was just me and my mum, and we moved around quite a lot when I was young and ended up uh, basically growing up. Most of my childhood was in Sydney. Um, and then when I when I sort of finished school and left school, I, I went uh, travelling quite a lot and then also lived in, in Melbourne and then from there moved up again to the north coast where... I'm now based uh, in Bangalore, just outside of Byron Bay. Mm, beautiful spot, mate. Um, it sounds, yeah, like, like just, just from that quick description, um, yeah, you, you, your upbringing was sort of, um, yeah, quite, quite, quite good, I guess, and uh, you had lots of exposure to different locations and different people. And just touching on the travelling thing, when you sort of come through the school system, you, you had time to explore your life and who you actually really were. Did you get into the workforce or anything like that that might, might have been challenging for you or do things that you were primarily unaligned with? Well, as a as a kid, I always just sort of, you know, knew that, like, I didn't grow up having very much money, you know, I was a single mum and... Uh, you know, she was always, you know, working to make the best that she could for us. But, um, you know, for me, I I sort of knew that I wanted um, to have money in my life. So I started working when I was probably in about year 10, just doing extra jobs on the side. Mm. And then as soon as I left school, um, I was actually, I actually already had a job teaching surfing instructing in on Bondi Beach. So I did that during the summer, and then I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. As in, I didn't know if I wanted to go to university or what I wanted to do for a career. But I knew that I wanted to see more of the world. So I spent my summers working and saving up money. And then when it was winter time in Bondi Beach and no one was surfing, I I would um, go around the world and travel for six months, and then come back and and do it all again. Unreal. So yeah, you had a. Uh a really good grounding, I suppose, uh, with, uh, with with world culture and uh, and seeing other, I suppose, um, you know, the different perspectives of uh, on life, um, you know, from a, from a fairly early age, I guess. And you know, a lot of the listeners, um, you know, on this podcast, listen to this podcast, but um, you know, primarily more abroad, uh, you know, been up, brought up and on the land or on farms or, or whatever, and sort of, you know, been sort of committed to that sort of environment too but um yeah also many of them have, have traveled and so forth too and, and broadened their horizons but what were some of the things that you you learned say between uh, between the ages of say 18 and 25 which really shaped you well this was actually a memory that came back to me just then that is from much younger but actually uh, we went to we went actually traveling when i was younger to um 
Indonesia because we had a friend there who was doing some like uh, aid work in a in a village, and I ended up actually learning how to play chess from an Indonesian um, kid and Jeez. his family who couldn't speak a word of English, but somehow I walked out of the of their house knowing how to play chess. So. That was a pretty pretty unique experience that I was really grateful for. And I, I, I really actually, I am very privileged and lucky to have had so many of those experiences. Like, um, you know, my mum wouldn't really, you know, buy many nice things or anything, but we did get to travel a lot, um, which, which I was really, really grateful for. Oh, absolutely. Well, one thing there, just you know, obviously like communicating with... Um uh, a person from another uh, another nationality, but also someone that can't speak to you. It just shows that language is just a tool. Um, you know, the communication can happen in, in so much many other ways um, other than, yeah. the, the, than through the mouth, yeah. Totally. And, you know, I did also, like, when I left school, I you know, I wanted to travel to places that um, I'd never seen before and experience a bit of a different culture. So, you know, I spent some time in Sri Lanka and India, um, you know, which was very, very eye-opening. And, you know, I, I, I really wanted to live how the people live. So I spent a lot of time with, um, you know, Indian families that, you know, were not like, that. you know, they they were just living how they were living and I really got to experience their, their culture and their, their way of life from that perspective, which, which was also such a gift and, um, yeah, just really opens your eyes. And we're so lucky in Australia, pretty much no matter where you live in Australia, we are so privileged and lucky to have this country as our home. Mm, absolutely. It would have been a... Uh, an interesting experience then because you would have seen people that didn't have a lot but they were they were happy and they had smiles on their faces and they were making do with what they had and I suppose we have a different way of seeing life out here where it's very material driven and so forth as well and um, you, your, your um, reflection of that time would have been you know, quite profound to be able to sort of you know ingrain what uh, some of the you know I suppose the learning and um, uh, so forth that you would have uh, you know, been able to, to, to get from those people um, but also appreciate, uh, appreciating life in general and sort of being able to integrate that back into this particular society here would have been um, you know, quite unique as well. It, it really gives you faith in humanity, you know, when you have families that are opening their doors to you and, you know, when, you know, they're, you know, that they're just doing they're, they're doing their best to get by and everything and it, yeah it was very very humbling experience mm, absolutely do you um do you have um i suppose any connections with indigenous australia as well have you, have you explored indigenous australia and first nations people uh uh, I suppose, with regards to the way that they live life or still continue to live life and, and their culture. It's always been of great interest to me and actually it was one of the subjects at school that I was really, really interested in. So I, I actually took um, Aboriginal studies as like uh, one of my courses, you know, going into year 11 and 12 uh, at school. And I went to school in um, Leichhardt and Glebe in, in Sydney. And so I had quite a few different... Aboriginal friends and I'd also, you know, 
they were from all over the place and I'd, you know, talk to them about, you know, what their life was like and, you know, what their, um, you know, what their home country was like. And I still feel like I have a lot to learn, but I'm always interested, you know, at the moment I'm reading a book called Mutant Messages from Down Under and it's always something that I've been curious about and, and keen to learn, to learn more about. Mm, it's really profound, isn't it? And I, I just think, yeah, we, we, we quite often go to these uh, other lands, you know, India, America, look at the American Indians and, uh, pardon me, and to Bali and to Indonesia and, and look at those uh, tribal, or sort of, not that it's tribal, but indigenous cultures. And I just believe we have such a special gift in our own backyard that I suppose a lot of us, you know, aren't engaged with. And, you know, the, the things that I've been able to observe and learn over the the journey um, with regards to, you know, their, their innate knowing of, uh, of, of, of human nature and the connection with the, the earth and the universe is really, really profound. And there's so much that they can teach us, but uh, they really want to teach us as well. It's just being able to, um, you know, I suppose, access that more and more. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, it's going to take a bit of a change in mindset of, you know, actually seeing that wisdom that's available and people starting to ask questions about it and, and really seek it, um, which I think it, it is becoming more and more and it, and it is, it's something that's going to be required for our future, you know, so, um, yeah, it's very important. Mate, um, so, so from that sort of stage in your life, you were on this bit of a journey to, to explore you know, higher ways or higher states of being and um, to be able to you know, really access um, the potential that we have as humans. When did things sort of start to shift for you um, uh, from, from that sort of stage in your life? Um, how old are you now, Sul? You're mid-30s? Mid uh, I'm 31. 31. And, yeah. Um, yeah, at the time, well, you know, I travelled for a few years after leaving school and then um, I, one of the things that I wanted to do was learn about like uh, indigenous plants. So I went to Victoria and actually started working at a native wildflower nursery. Mm. Um, and so they specialised in flowers uh, from Western Australia and I just found it fascinating. Like gardening was always something I loved, but this was just like a whole other world of, um, you know, the way learning the way that plants work and how they grow and, you know, um, also starting to use them for, like, regenera regeneration, regeneration purposes. Okay. Yeah. And so it's um, that, that was sort of my next, my next move. And then from there, I, I really wanted to make a business. And one of the things that I'd done when I was traveling was um, make these things called yurts, um, yeah. which are like Mongolian tents that my, my uncle makes. And I'd made one with him and brought it back to Australia. And I decided I wanted to make a business um, doing that. So I did a few courses while I was in Melbourne and then moved up to New South Wales. Um, and I started making making them up here, which is it's a bit of a process. It's sort of like steaming and bending wood and sewing canvas. And, you know, it was a whole new sort of skill set to learn. Um, and while I was up in the Northern Rivers, I um, I came across uh, something called Access Consciousness through um, my partner, actually. And, um, yeah, I basically 
uh, got more and more interested in that and uh, my life started to change using the tools from Access Consciousness. And so, sure enough, I, I found myself um, at a facilitator training um, and now that's that's what I do. I, I travel travel the world. Well, not right now because of COVID, <laughs> but usually I, I travel the world giving seminars and, and doing talks um, on, you know, how to access more consciousness in your life. How long ago was that when you first discovered this? Uh, probably going back like, uh, you know, 10 years now it would be. Mm. So you're only a young yeah. man, 21, unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, you're so great. Oh, so, so lucky to be able to come across something like that then. But previously to that, mate, yurts, uh, not many people would be um, aware of yurts, but like I, I would, I'd be living in a, in a yurt if I had my way. That is a, a beautiful structure that uh, that makes you feel well, really completely grounded, I believe. And um, you know, anyone that's looking for you know uh, something that they can put on on their their land or their on their uh, or in their property that gives them an extra room, I really I'd really suggest you know exploring a yurt as a, as an alternative rather than um, you know an extra building or a container or something like that. They're they're so awesome. Are they still available now? Surely you're still making them, or is that something that's in the past? Yeah, I don't, I don't make them anymore, but there are people in Australia who do, and they are a great option because they're actually a structure that is super easy to move. They fold up into lots of small pieces, and so you can transport them really easily, set them up really quickly, and they provide this really beautiful aesthetic space. You know, you can lay in bed, look up, um, and you can see the stars, mm. but you can be completely dry, and you know it's it's an amazing experience that yeah. I think everyone should have, and um, very suitable to the Australian climate and you know everything that the Australian bush has to offer. Well said, mate. Um, so yeah, so we'll get more into access now, and this is this is something that I'm sure the listeners will 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 love to hear more. So what was your first experience of this? What was the shift in you, you know, all those years ago, 10 years ago to make you think and realise that this is something you wanted to do as a career and, um, and also to not only help yourself but help other people? Yeah, so for me, um, I, you know, I've always been a seeker. You know, I was interested in Buddhism. I was interested in meditation. I was always... I was always looking for something different. And when I found Access, it really matched something like uh, energetically that I'd been looking for. It was this combination of, um, you know, following the energy to create your life, but also the practical tools that would actually allow you to have a different possibility. Because, you know, so much of what we come across, it's like this, this concept or this idea but access actually gives you this practical application that you can use every day in your life. And I just kept getting these amazing changes. So it was for me like just I just wanted to do more of it. I wanted to have more of it. And eventually it was like, okay, well, if I can create this much change in my life, then, you know, what's available for other people? And so that's why I became a facilitator. And, um, and that's, why I, that's why I do what I do. Mm, yeah, it's coming from your heart. Tell me, what were some of the, 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 the key things that you learned early that, that made those shifts? So, um, 
Well, uh, for example, there's um, basically one of the basic tools of access consciousness is this um, idea that if you look at um, that everyone functions from thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and you as a being tend to be aware of where people are functioning from. Um, and so a lot of what we do is we, we pick this stuff up, these thoughts, these feelings, and these emotions, and we buy them as ours. We make them real for us when actually they're not actually real for us. We're just actually aware of them. Mm. Okay, so it's like if someone walks past you or walks into a room that you're in and they're in a bad mood, how many of you, you know, pick that up and then you start to, you know, your day, you know, starts to take on, you know, that energy and, and it's like you you are now creating your life as if, you know, you're having, like, you're in a bad mood and everything's terrible when actually it was just, it was just that one interaction with someone where you were aware of something. And so what we use is this tool which is called Who Does It Belong To? Mm. And the idea is that you use this for every thought, feeling, or emotion that presents itself. Okay, so this that I'm aware of, who does this belong to? Am I really sad right now, or am I just aware of what somebody else is going through? Mm-hmm. That's right, but see, we, 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 we unconsciously take on those energies, don't we? And that's something that's probably happened to us from an early age. Yeah, and you know, for me it was like meditation was great because like you you could be meditating and, and all of that stuff wouldn't be there so much and you wouldn't be the effect of it, but then you'd stop meditating and it would all just come back. Yes, so that's right. So th- that's why for me the practical application of who does it belong to is something that you can do in every moment of the day. You can do it while you're working, you can do it while you're going for a job, you know, you can do it at home with the family and it's like... It, it just works in every area of your life. And so, yeah, I, I'd invite you guys just to start asking, you know, for every thought, feeling, and emotion that shows up, is this mine or is this someone else's? And just follow what you know. Mm. So, so what you're saying there is usually where we're, we've got um, conditioned programming that's something that's happened in our life, that that reaction or that thought has come from what someone else has done, said, um, you know, portrayed on us and, and that's become our belief system. Exactly. And, you know, you you want to look for, you know, most most people basically will create their belief systems based on what their family did or what their education was or what they saw, you know, growing up around them. But what if what if that didn't have to be how you created your life? Like if you actually started to allow yourself to look at, if I could create anything here, if my life could be anything, what would I actually like it to be? Mm. And and using that tool of who does it belong to starts to take you out of the place where you create your life based on everyone else's reality and gives you the space to actually see what is true for you and what you would like to create as your reality. So when you started practicing this, how long did it, uh, did it take for you to start to see changes? Uh, I mean, I, I started to, basically with this process, um, it's not uncommon that when you start using it, you're going to become more aware of your actual awareness of all of this stuff. So it might feel like uh, the thoughts, the feelings and the emotions increase to begin with, 
And then what you'll find is you'll get to a certain point where there's like a recognition that uh, it's not real, it's actually created. And then from that place, you tend to get a sense of peace and space in your world Mm -hmm. and you're able to navigate your life and, you know, the way that people function in in this reality with much greater ease. Mm, That's true. Ease is... uh, uh a, uh, a key word rather than force or, or you know, chasing, I suppose. The, the ease is, I, I guess, the key there because if we're, we're in ease with ourselves and ease with life, then everything should come as it will. Uh, but also you're actually not in dis-ease physically and mentally. You're actually like in flow uh, with nature more. Exactly, yeah. I mean, when you look at, at nature, it's like nature never, never does anything from difficulty it's like nature will always create from the greatest ease available mm. Mm, that's true and, and that that's that's something that i guess we you know through through our upbringing and and relevant traumas and so forth we get disconnected from some of us sort of touch on that occasionally we sort of get back to that pardon me sense of being again but what you're saying through these practices is you can get into that sense of being every day yeah, and actually, as you're saying that, there's, there's one other great thing that you can do. And, you know, for a lot of you, um, this might already be something that you, you're very present with. And um, But, you know, for example, for some people who are just quite disconnected with the earth or not really aware of the, you know, the way that the earth works, um, you can you can actually ask for the restoration of communion with earth. And what you can do is like the earth functions on energy. It's like there's energy running through all of the plants. There's energy running through the river. And so what you can do is you can ask to pull the energy of the earth up through the earth, up through your feet, up through your whole body and up and out the top of your head. And what that does is it just allows your body to be in that communion that the earth has available you know like the plants and animals are all in communion they work together um you know simultaneously without any separation and in truth our bodies are made up of the same elements that the earth is made up of so we're not actually separate from the earth but we tend to create ourselves as separate Mm. so just ask for the restoration of communion with earth and pull energy through the earth through your feet through your body and up and out the top of your head interesting so if someone wanted to look at that they could maybe jump online and and, and look at something that could give them some further information about that particular uh, practice uh, yeah, there's actually something great online which is called uh, the it's called a um, meditation walk, and what it is is um, 30, 30 minutes. Oh no, sorry, an hour to walk a um, hundred meters. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you basically take the time to get present um, with the earth around you, and rather than sort of you know just going fast because you need to be somewhere you take the time to take really small steps and move really slowly and notice the presence that becomes available and notice all of the things that you see and the way that the um 
the way that the earth is creating all around you all the time. Mm, that's true, mate. And not many of us are slowing down to do this. Like that, that is hard work for the average person to actually like one foot, one step at a time to be able to sort of space out for, you know, 100 metres in an hour because when we're too much in our minds, we walk 100 metres in like a minute, you know. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, incredible. It's a good way to learn to meditate rather than sit, I suppose. You know, once once you can you can find that 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 I reckon maybe starting with five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes and building it up would be a good way to go to build up to an hour, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. If you're one of, if you find that you're one of those people that, you know, you you'd like, you know, doing that for fifteen minutes is torture, then definitely start Start wherever you can, and then and then build it up if it's something that works for you and you're interested in it. Mm, that's that, that's interesting, mate. I I know I meditate every day and uh, have for a, quite a while. Um, you know these practices, are, you know, quite are quite uh, of interest to me. Obviously, the whole aspect, uh, sorry, the whole access, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, functionality is, is certainly of interest to me. You know, it's, I, I guess all the practices that I've done have, have drawn me to this um as well so you know we're, we're going to talk more about that you and i but um i just think um yeah like to be able to maybe do like this meditation walk practice you know once or twice a week could really get you connected with yourself and connected with the uh with the with the natural assets but also you know what you can actually do to slow the mind down through that particular practice yeah yeah interesting stuff so mate with regards to this so something that you're really passionate about is is what you call X Men. Now, my my understanding of X Men is you know guys that are not quite fitting in or have never felt like you know they're in flow with everything else, uh, with regards to the people around them or um, you know the system that they're in. They they're sort of a bit restless with um, with 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 um, themselves because they haven't really found their purpose in life. Can you explain a little bit more about what it is with, to, to be an X-Man and, uh, and why this sort of concept has become popular and, I suppose, more, more um, you know, uh, I suppose, uh, accessible to people to actually realise that it's okay to be different? Yeah, so um, this, this is one of the specialty classes that I um, now facilitate with Access Consciousness. And it, was, it came about um, actually based on the Marvel comics and movies of X-Men um, because those are the, they're the ones that are, you know, like the outcast of society and they're different. But they're, they have these um, talents and abilities. And what... Um, the founders of Access Consciousness actually found when working with kids who had been diagnosed with things like uh, ADD or ADHD or OCD. So, yeah, so sorry, um, just with regards to like the X-Men concept, um, so this is something, I suppose, with, with, with guys in, in regional Australia or, or women in general, uh, you know, anyone that may have felt a little bit different they've actually been a bit disconnected from their, their true self and, and they're certain, certainly going around in, uh, um, in a bit of a confused state sometimes because they're not really living in alignment with what they really want to do as a human, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, this, with, ev- you know, with everything that we've got going on right now, going on around the world, you know, all the changes um, and also, you know, we have like the internet available and if there isn't 
there's a bit of a sense amongst uh, the whole population, really, of like, well, what now? You know, like, what does the future actually hold right now? It's a very uncertain time for a lot of people. And uh, one of the things about X-Men is X-Men tend to be, like, aware uh, with a much bigger range than most people are. So, you know, one of the things that you will find, um, like I'm reading, I think I spoke about this a little bit earlier, I'm reading this book called Mutant Message Down Under, Mm. and one of the things that she talks about is, like, recognising that, you know, the Aboriginal tribe that she's with communicates, like, telepathically. And this is also basically how the X-Men communicate. They communicate a lot without words, Mm. but they communicate a lot using energy, and so they, in order to do that, they have to have a very broad awareness. And so their awareness can be out, you know, 10 to 10,000 miles in all directions. And they'll be picking up all of those thoughts, feelings and emotions within that radius. And so that's why a lot of these X-Men that have these abilities can, can have that place where they're like, well, I don't really know what to do with my life because... They're aware of so much of what's going on. It's a bit hard to make sense of it all and know what to do with yourself when, you know, you're constantly inundated with all of this information. Downloading, yeah, that, 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 that's true. It's really like this, this might seem like strange for a lot of people listening, but, yeah, what, what you're saying is we, we have so much potential um, as humans to be able to pick up on, 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 on energies or or whatever it may be, of similar, you know, similar people or, um, you know, others that, that are the same uh, as, as us in general, if you are sort of, you know, looking at um, as that as a, as a way of being, or I guess, in, in some, some ways. And, you know, because, you know, the average man might have felt a little bit different, their, their relationships are failing, they're, um, they're, they're hitting drugs and alcohol, all these sorts of things, but... Once they actually get clarity of, on why their thoughts, feelings, and emotions are a certain way, then that can really help get them grounded and start to reframe their lives. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think it's, it's one, one huge thing to start to acknowledge is that, you know, what if it wasn't yours? Like, what if 99.999% of all of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you are aware of didn't actually belong to you? And so in that case, it's like, all right, so what would you actually like to create your life as? And what if what you'd been making yourself wrong for, that difference of you, the different way that you function in the world, what if that was actually one of the strengths and the capacities that you had available to create with? Because mm. when I'm working with these, you know, these people, um, these, these X-Men people who have these different abilities, that's something that comes up so much is like, um, what do I actually do with the difference of me and how do I use it to create? And you really have to start from that place because when you create from the difference of you, no one else has done it before. So you really also have to be willing to be the leader of your own life and your own living and you've got to start to look at how you can create your life with how different you are. Mm. Not trying to make yourself fit with everyone else, but if I was going for what I would really like, what would I choose? Mm. And 
begin with one choice because then you can make another choice right after it. There's never one choice to rule them all. There's always another choice available. So you can make a choice now, and if it doesn't work out, you get to make another choice in the, ne- in the next 10 seconds. So, so a lot of us would be frustrated with, you know, with, with say, not fitting in or not living in alignment or just finding, um, finding ourselves, you know, going down this pathway that we're not really true, true to. Uh, have, you, have you seen some profound shifts in, in, in people and, and guys that you've worked with or, or women that you've worked with that have actually, like, made them realise that it is okay to, to step outside that and, and start to really tap into um, these innate possibilities that you, 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 you're talking about here? Yes, one of the funny things in working with people, most of us who are picking something different uh, basically will choose what they don't want to do a whole lot more than what they'll choose what they do want to do, but they'll get awareness from what they have chosen that they didn't want to do that about what they might actually want to do. So you don't need to judge yourself if you're choosing things that are not really working for you, you can go, okay, cool. So what awareness am I getting here? And now what would I like to choose and create? And that really just gives you the freedom to, you know, like mess it up. Like let's not try and, you know, get it right here. It's like, let's try and actually look at what's going to work for me. What would I like to have? What would I like to create? What would I like to generate? And it's okay to question, question that, you know, um, be, be, be okay to uh, certainly look at um, you know, the, the, the ways that you've been used to doing things and actually question it and, and that might sort of help facilitate that change? Oh, I, I would say question everything. You know, with, with Access, we, we suggest like that question is one of the greatest things that you can be because it opens the door to a different possibility, you know? Mm-hmm. When you, when you come to an answer or a conclusion, you cut off all of the possibilities that are available there. But when you ask a question that has no result or answer like attached to it, there are infinite possibilities available. Mm, interesting. Like that could be a food choice. Why do I need this rather than just, uh, just doing it because of habit? Exactly, and you know, we we choose so many things from this automatic place, but it's like if you ask a question about something, you might actually find, oh, I might want to choose something different today. Mm-hmm. That's it, absolutely, because yeah, we just go on the hamster wheel of doing the same thing, you know, for the average person, it's getting up, watching sunrise, or the TV show Sunrise, and reading the paper and getting consumed in uh, all the uh, external stuff, but... By, by actually having the self-awareness to, to identify where you're going with things that can actually, actually like, redivert your life. Exactly. Mm. It's, it's interesting and it's, it's, it's challenging, you know, like, people, people would, would be a little bit sceptical to actually, like, dive deep into this sort of stuff, but how long would it usually take someone to, to make those changes once they start doing this, um, you know, religiously, I suppose? Look, I, I started seeing um, changes in my life right away and they keep getting greater and greater. So it's like um, consciousness is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, and, you know, it's like it's about seeing the, the gains that you're getting along the way and they get greater and greater. 
So the more work that you put in, um, the more you're willing to use the tools, uh, you know, the easier and better it's going to get. So it's, it's really up to you as to, as to what you can, you know, get from, from using these tools and, and creating with them. It's something that, yeah, most, most people like, you know, everyone's looking for an answer of some way, shape or form. And I've done lots of yoga teacher training, I've done lots of meditation training, um, all that. Um, you know, and, and I probably haven't honed in on, on it uh, exactly, you know, with, with, with my, my, my life to, to be in that com- complete state of flow, you know, uh, consistently, which I, I believe is accessible. And, I've had like moments of that and, and, you know, long stints of that. But, yeah, coming back to that, you know, sense of dis-ease, I suppose, is, um, is, is a default. Um, you know, for me to be able to, as an individual, access that state of pure, um, pure, pure joy, let's say, or the, the pure, pure higher levels of consciousness on a daily basis can, can really um, make life um, such a different journey, I suppose. Definitely. So, so, so we, we've, we've sort of touched on a fair bit here. I reckon for, for people listening, the best thing to do would maybe go to your website and look at some information on this or any other, any other pathways that people can look at um, as far as access consciousness, consciousness is concerned outside your own website that might be handy to, to check out. Yeah, if you're interested in Access Consciousness, the website is literally accessconsciousness.com. Um, if you'd like to know, if you want to get to know a little bit more about the material, the tools, the information, there is a, a lot of free content on YouTube. Um, you could spend hours and hours and days and days uh, watching and listening. Um, so those would be those would be the top two places that I would recommend um, going to check it out and uh yeah one thing that's actually coming up um soon it's on it's in september around the 10th of september is um something that we do for uh suicide prevention awareness and it's a it's a free um bars clinic so i didn't talk much about the access bars in this but basically there are a few points on the head that relate to the thoughts feelings and emotions that you know we were speaking about Mm. and these when you when you have these points touched on your head it helps uh release the charge that you have stored around those thoughts feelings and emotions and so um people around the country will be offering free bars clinics um for uh, for this day and so you can go and try it out at a at a bars clinic and what you want to what you want to go to is I think the website I'll actually find it for you now but I think it's um, where is it access conscious not access dot com forward slash you are not alone okay interesting so there's a real yeah. science about touching these parts on, on, on the head that can actually like just relieve tension. Yeah, so, you know, like a computer that stores information that needs to be, you know, defragged occasionally um, so that it works properly, our minds are very similar, you know. We're constantly thinking about things, you know, having this stuff going on in our life and we very rarely get time to let it all go. And basically what the bars does is assist 
us and our body in actually releasing the everything that we've stored about those thoughts, those feelings, and those emotions. And you know, it's 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 amazing. Try just you know. I would say the best way to find out about it is to give it a try, and you know what's the worst that could happen. Mm, that's true. So, is it something you can you can self practice once you've learnt it, or do you have to have a practitioner do it for you? It's always better to have a practitioner do it um, for you, so that you can relax and receive. But you can learn the bars, and you can then also you know gift and receive with a partner and. If you really want to, you can run the bars on yourself, no problem. That's that's something that you can administer to yourself as well, of course. Yeah, mate, it's it's really amazing stuff. And I just think, yeah, we're, we're looking outside ourselves for answers consistently, but if we can learn some of the, the skills, the tools, the practices to be able to uh, help us self-heal, I think um, you know, our whole life can be, be totally different. It's not the stuff we learn at school, unfortunately. So to be able to... You know, uh, connect with people like yourself can be really, um, uh, you know, a, a complete diversion with the way that we see life and the way that we can learn to uh, uh, live at a higher level, but also, you know, understand who we really are and, and our, our true journey in this life so we can live fulfilled and uh, at a higher state of being, I guess, uh, so, so how can people reach you? So what's your website called? My website is sulwinjones.com. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, everywhere. And I've got lots of free content available on all of those platforms. So, so Win Jones is W Y N N E with a hyphen, and then Jones. Uh, the website has no hyphen, but everything else has a hyphen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll uh, I'll leave some information for everyone uh, at the end of this, so they can. Um, I can hook in and, and, and check all that out, mate. But um, look, so you and I uh, could certainly talk a lot more about this, but uh, I'm, I'm really encouraging people out there, you know, if they are, are a little bit curious about maybe reaching their potential and, um, and doing things that, uh, uh, that may help them um, live a, a more conscious, connected life to, to, to connect with you and, um, you know, start to invest in, in yourself uh, and, making those changes which can have a, prof- a profound effect for, for not only you but also everyone else around you so really appreciate your time Saul and um, yeah I'm sure we're going to have more conversations like this in the future yes and you know I'd just like to leave everyone with one thing it's like what what's one choice that you could make today that would create a greater future right away Guys, thanks so much for listening in. Apologies, there was a bit of an interruption halfway through there, but hopefully you got through this okay. Um, yeah, really, really, I really encourage you to reach out to Saul and see the amazing, amazing work that he does. And yeah, if you've been one of those guys or girls that have been a bit curious or, or about you know, yeah, yourself and your higher potential, this might be a, you know, a real gift for you to be able to tune into and uh, change the direction of your life um, through these, um, these pathways and programs. I think it's pretty profound, so... Appreciate your feedback. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, support outbackmind.com.au, website outbackmind.com.au. Please keep in touch, keep sharing the podcast and um, yeah, really appreciate your support. Cheers.